fix that right. drip. There he goes. How are you, sir? Chaos is already getting off to a oh. to a good start here on Chaos Theory. You can find my partner on Twitter at the Rodney R and on the Instagram at the underscore Rodney R. I am on Twitter at not the fake wags and the Wagner Wire on the Instagram. You can tweet the show. Make sure you do it. It's at Texas Sports Unfiltered or TSU if you just want to do that. Make sure you're subscribing and smashing that subscribe button on YouTube and then hitting us up on that mobile code of text line. 512-222-9328. Happy Friday, sir. Happy Marine Corps birthday, man. You going to take a shot with us? What, Dude, I'll do whatever you want. Uh, <laughs> and I want to admit something to you. Good morning, Ike. What's up, guys? What's up, Jake? What's up, Chris? Dave? Everybody, man. Daryl, good morning. Longhorn Bear, everybody, guys. Good to see you. Yeah. Yesterday, Wags, when I was wishing you happy Marine birthday um, ahead of time, I thought yesterday was November 10th. <laughs> man, it happens. It happens to the best of dude, us, dude. That, that's the way I roll, man. It, it's like a lot of, you know, for a lot of the work that I do, I'm like looking three days ahead. And <laughs> yesterday, holy shit, dumbass. But anyway, thank you. Seriously, Wags. Hey, I thank appreciate you. it, man. That, thank you. Thank you to all of that. Like I've said, my dad is a, a Vietnam veteran. And, uh, you know, with this, I mean, I, I think it's so important that that we appreciate all of you folks for, for what you've done for us. Because, you know, we, we sit here and we get to do cool shit like this all the time, Wags. But it, but it's you and your brethren and, and sisters that, that have really paved the way that uh, allow us to do really cool things and and, well, and i, I thank appreciate you, that. and i thank appreciate you. you very much brother thank I you so much man it goes hand in hand though we can't do it without the support so uh support right. and service i mean it really is it's one hell of a dynamic duo so everybody out there that supports the veterans and supports everybody that's fighting right now and your uh your first responders too man um that's right thank you guys thank you guys for continuing to support the service i appreciate that man uh, yeah. that's the best support that you can give for the service is actually supporting them Not it, just it really is and, and you know something that I started doing, Wags, when I was doing, uh, especially during the COVID area and, and right after we were kind of getting out of that stuff, when I was doing races, you know, real life car races with people that were actually coming. Uh, I mean, you talk about first responders, obviously military. Um, man, I really started shouting out, I mean, frontline workers. And I'm talking about people that work at HEB, people that work at Walmart, Target, all of these folks that are seriously sitting out there and serving us. I'm I mean, wondering how many veterans are actually on the local circuit for racing and stuff like that, too. I would imagine because because there's a I mean, when I was in the service, there were a lot of NASCAR and Indy in Indy fans. So I can only imagine that they'd want to transfer out and and try and find jobs in those uh in those skills or in those um in those avenues of approach. I mean, hell, like I was into gaming, you know, in the military and I yeah. wanted to find, you know, a gaming job when I well, got out of the military. So. I can tell you one thing that that's really big, like with NASCAR, is that you get a lot of folks, whether it be ex-college football players or, or baseball players, and and guys coming out of the military and ladies as well that end up being on a pit crew because you know oh. they're physically fit, and I mean they train all the time. And 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 I got to tell you, I, I do give, I do have to give a lot of love to NASCAR because, I, in my opinion, NASCAR does the best job of uh, honoring the military. I mean, it, it's, I mean, it's so I great. Say that. A, a guy I actually served with is on a pit crew in NASCAR. As a matter of fact, I can't remember what crew he's on. He's on though, but I, I, matter of fact, dude, I think it was actually Jeff Gordon at one time. 
as a matter Probably. of fact. And I think he was on the crew of Jeff Gordon at one time, man. I'll have to – Lamphere was his uh, – Was his, mm-hmm. we used to make fun of him and call him Bill Lambeer, but he wasn't Lambeer. He was Lamphere, <laughs> Tyler Lamphere. Had to yeah. reach out to that dude and see what he's actually doing. Yeah. Anyways, man, it's a great Friday. We're going to go around and give you your scores, give you, give you your scores, give you your sports scores, all the slates that are going down here for the weekend, man. We'll get you caught up on the NFL gridiron and the college gridiron. We've exhausted the Longhorns talk, but we're still going to talk about it anyways, man. It's Friday. We got to have that feel good going into TCU, going up to Caltown. So we'll just get our little bit of, we'll put our little finishing touches on uh, the Longhorn game here and uh, give you a prediction of the score that we think is going to happen and then go about the rest of the slate, Rodney. But anyways, man, how was your Thursday? How about that amazing football game that we got treated to yesterday, huh? That game was so great, Wags. I couldn't fall asleep for two hours after it ended, man. I was so fired up. I had to calm down. I was so fired up. I had to calm <laughs> yeah. down, man. Hell, I man, almost I, went to sleep in the third quarter. I ain't even going to lie. I almost, <laughs> I almost fell asleep in the third quarter. Well, I woke up and we were in the fourth quarter. Uh, kind of one of those. Foreman good last night. Foreman had a pretty decent night last night, though, man. Hook he did. He, he did. And, and this is where I, I think you go back and look at this thing, and it's like this is where if you're a Texans fan, you're you're going back to the whole C.J. Stroud thing that we've been talking about during the week, and it's like, man, we got the dude. And, and, and again, I mean, a lot of this is, you know, Carolina, there's a lot of pieces in place right there. And, um, I think it's kind of ironic with that game last night. It's like Carolina's probably going to have the first pick, but anyway, the Bears are going to get it anyway with the trade. So it's it's like shit. A double edged. Like, if, you're, if you're the Bears, though, like I mean, are you really selling? Are are you done with Fields? Because you could argue that the product on the field it hasn't really been his fault. Like, I've, and we talked about this yesterday, right? Like the quarterback gets all the praise and all the and all the negative connotations um with the game regardless right like it's you you have as the quarterback you have to own your wins and your losses um but to me i i don't feel like the bears have all the right pieces in place for fields to have that much success i thought that that stroud's actually coming into a better situation than than fields is um look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, their line struggling. And you're seeing Kenny Pickett's play suffer because of that. Hell CJ Stroud has more yards and more numbers than uh, than Kenny Pickett does right now, man. So uh, to me, I think it's all about the situation that you're, that you put your quarterback in. If you're, if you're the bears and you go and you draft Caleb Williams or another sensational quarterback, right out of the right out of college this year and you don't address your needs up front i think you're just adding to the to the mayhem that you have right now or or to the debacle that you have on your uh on your roster right now you have to fix the line up front first before you can plug anything else man what the hell is skill positions going to do if you don't have anything to block for those skill positions yeah you know i really think that's the bad thing and you you touch on that very nicely right there i mean i think at this point yeah don't rush justin fields back at this point i mean i mean what do you have to lose right now i mean <laughs> you're not you're not you're not gonna win the division i mean you're there's a snowball's chance in hell you're gonna get into the wild card race i, I mean just kind of just kind of let that thing figure itself out i mean i really think that you have to go put the pieces in place get this dude a quarterback coach it's going to enable him to be a little bit better and i think that that's really the one thing you know with the texans i mean if you look at i think one of the one of the things that that folks aren't even thinking about with the development there of cj stroud over in houston you got gerard johnson as his quarterback coach. Remember that dude from A&M? I mean, that dude was a really good quarterback at Texas A&M, and he kind of fit the skill set to me, a lot of what C.J. Stroud is is good at doing. That's good, and, that's good comp. That's good comp. Yeah, and I think that's something right there that, that has really helped him. But 
I mean, if if you go and you get Caleb Williams, I mean, are you going to thrust this dude into a situation to where he's going to be? Right. He's going to be like the guy you got in Carolina, like Bryce That's, Young, or what you what you call him, Bryce what? Bryce Love. <laughs> Bryce Love. Bryce Love. <laughs> I mean, is that what you want to do right there? I mean, let this dude. I mean, let him let him get figured out, and um. And build the pieces around. And I think that's so important um, in the NFL. So I went, I, I, for some, I went down a rabbit hole last or yesterday after I got off the show with BK too, because um, I, I started looking to see if there was any relations with Jordan Love and Bryce Love. You know what I mean? Because something was throwing me off to why I was calling Bryce Young Bryce Love. I don't know they if he's a quarterback. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. But anyways, man, yeah, yeah dude, I, I wonder how long I've been calling Bryce Young Bryce Love. Hell, it probably probably the the better portion of three months now and you guys have just been been so kind not saying anything i thought it was a bit i i I thought it was a bit as well i'm like whatever you know you're talking to a guy that's been blown up twice in one day nothing's that's right like that's right i really do have space i I have spacious tendencies man so yeah i'm never going to question anything you say floating away at times it's your all's job to hone me back in that's why you guys have been great for the past seven years that i've been on here you guys whoa whoa whoa, wags let's bring it back in a little bit baby anyways man yeah um do i you know did i get a good uh, a good uh you know field of tape on bryce love yesterday um no i did not um the carolina panthers are all look and let's not let's not take away anything from these two teams right or from these two quarterbacks rather bryce young and justin fields even though justin fields wasn't out there i think are two quarterbacks that can lead their franchises two winning seasons they just have to have the success around them you're starting to see pieces start to come together for chicago they just need to piece together the offensive line right you have the skill position players there you just don't have any reason to you just don't have any support around those skill positions to allow them to establish really good productive seasons you saw a little bit of of, of flashes from uh foreman last night and hell from roshan johnson as well it looked like the longhorn backfield was doing pretty damn good now of course uh, you know, Rojo wasn't making that much moves in the in the yardage productivity or or running the ball. But I mean, yeah. hell, he was making some key blocks last night, too. So doing all the little things right that we talk about to allow you to have tremendous success in the NFL season or in the NFL, in your NFL career. Um, my thing moving forward, if you're the Bears and want to take a shot on, on Caleb Williams is if, if you're going to do that now, why are why are you solidifying and beefing up your team with? Montez Sweat and your defense and all that. Now, when you can go back and, and look for offensive linemen, that's all. That's mm-hmm. that's the air of caution that I issue for the Bears front office. Like, if you're really trying to bring another skilled position player in, I, I understand you got to get your defense down, but you also got to beef up your offensive line to protect that, or or you're just going to be right back in the same position that you're in now. So, anyway, I mean, that's it, good. It, it is, dude. I mean, and the best example that I have. And again, you know, folks are going to call me a cowboy homer, but I mean, go back and look at, at what Jimmy Johnson did. Yeah, you know, with with that with that nineties team, the late Walker 80s. trade, the the, Her- the the iconic Herschel Walker trade that really got. I mean, essentially got you four Super Bowl champ. Yes. It, it got you four Super Bowl yeah. championships. You win one trade. 
you you went in and and you know Troy Aikman's rookie season he gets I mean just gets beat around like a like a like an idiot. Um, you know Steve Berline is, is I mean every, everything that happened right there. I mean Aikman was horrible and you know it was one of those things where I guess in his career looking back at it, it probably cost him because he got beat up so bad. But you went in and solidified you you built one of the best offensive lines that that this league has ever seen. You go and, and you get lasted, the NFL. It lasted a decade, right? That's what I'm saying. Like right. that trade got you four Super Bowls. It got you a decade of winning. That's right. You go, you go, you solidify, you build one of the best offensive lines that this league has ever seen. You get the NFL's all-time leading rusher. Um, you go and you find a fullback. And, and the only and it's so weird with that. I mean, the only, the only thing if you really go back and fullback, you had a you had a tight end, yeah, you had a defensive yeah, end. Yeah. I mean, uh and, defensive tackle, middle linebacker, yeah, and you had yeah. a defensive back when when Dion got there uh from free agency. I mean, the pieces were the foundation was built off of that one trade, and then you were able to sprinkle Absolutely. the skill players in there. But you gotta have Absolutely. the foundation line first. And and the whole thing is you, you go back and you look at that, that whole dynasty, that whole uh, trajectory that Dallas took right there. All you had in place was Michael Irvin, that dude. And, and he had had a broken well, there too, right? Wasn't Troy there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had Irvin that came in. Irvin was there. And then you had Troy that came in. But all that. And then all Smith, that, was, Smith was one of the first draft picks. Smith was from from the from the from the uh trade so you know you kind of build it that way and i know the league is different right now but it, it really comes down to just kind of what we're talking about right there is you have to put the pieces in place and it does really start with the offensive line i mean i know the glitz and glamour of of the quarterbacks and and wide receivers and the divas and all this stuff but man if you ain't got them like you say hog mollies up in the front that are going to take care of your ass you're going to have a rough career you're you going to have a rough career. You're going to get beat around a lot. To support the skill, the you need to support the skill. We talk about support and service. Well, support and skill go hand in hand too, man. Yep. Let's. Uh, we got some sound that we need to hear from Sarkeesian too on the day. But look, news kind of broke a little bit yesterday. Um, whispers out there are starting to come to fruition a little bit. Quinn Ewers feels like he's healthy. Tremendous week of practice. Looks like he's ready to be rolled out there for TCU. Your thoughts on this, Rodney? Um, and apparently he uh, has no restrictions. Um, th that's a very good thing. Um, me, on the other hand, um, I was more excited for the fact that Jalen Catalan and Keaton Crawford are available because the secondary has been a little. Eh. Um, so, yeah, yours. I mean, that, that, that's great. I mean, I think that, well, that well, again, would... we're going to hear from Sark in just a minute, but I wanted to tease us a little bit. I just wanted to hear, oh, sorry. <laughs> I just want you know, I wanted to hear your thoughts, you know, oh, no, initially, like, yeah. It, and, and we all know that it out there, spoiler alert, yours yeah. is going to start on Saturday. Right. Yeah. And we'll hear from Sarkeesian as well, but your thought, like, do you think it's necessary considering the opposition? Do you think it's necessary to roll yours out there? When you do have a capable Malik Murphy, I would have given him another week. I would have given him another week. I mean, like I said, apparently he's unrestricted, but I really think when you look big picture right here, I mean, especially with the with the TCU, I know the passing defense is a little bit better right here, but this is where we go back to Wags and talking about the offensive linemen and all the stuff that we like to harp on on here all the time on Chaos Theory. Yep. Is you go back and you can gouge the running game right here with with 
uh, I mean, there are just so many options right there. I think I would have given him another week, but I did hear the guys talking this morning that this could be the final opportunity for Quinn Ewers to play in his in his backyard there. And I know that's a big deal, but the other part of me, the pessimist in me is like, yes. what if he gets an ankle rolled up? What if something isn't? Or what if he falls on that shoulder again and re-aggravates it? No. Yeah, I'd have given him a week. I'm, I'm glad he's back, but Malik Murphy can handle the task at hand, in my opinion. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. I feel Malik Murphy's perfectly capable. All right, of course, you know, uh, without further ado, here's the sound from Sarkeesian on Quinn Ewers that's alluding to uh, Quinn getting the start for Saturday. The biggest thing to note now, uh, Quinn's going to start Saturday night, and, and we're obviously as a team excited about that. He's had a great week of practice. Um, you know, I feel very comfortable uh, with his ability to, to operate the offense. Uh, I think he, his family, our medical team feel very good about um, where he's at health wise. And so uh, we're looking forward to having him back. I think we're very fortunate that Malik got those two starts under his belt. And so knowing uh, in the future, if something, you know, Quinn wasn't able to go, that we've got a really quality backup that's won two ball games for us, one of which against a, a top 25 team, a really good defense. So uh, we're, we're fortunate in the position that we're in, um, but it'll great. It'd be great to have uh, number three back out there Saturday night. And I agree with them. It will be fantastic to see three out there. Um, but here, why not execute this game plan first, right? Why not go into it with the, intentions of Malik Murphy starting and then if the game starts to go a little bit out of the way to where we have to make a knee-jerk reaction and put Quinn Ewers in there then you elect to do so yeah I don't feel like that situation would ever arise on Saturday night but just saying if you if you execute this plan of attack Mm -hmm. you I don't want to say save the shoulder of Quinn Ewers because it's all hypothetical. We don't know if he's going to get hurt on Saturday anyways if he's rolled out there. But still, you err on the side of caution and you keep him healthy for at least another week knowing that a perfectly capable Malik Murphy can aid your team to victory on Saturday against the Horned Frogs. Now, look, nothing is guaranteed. I understand that. But that's why you go into the Saturday game, into the Saturday contest, with the thought that Quinn Ewers comes in in replacement for Malik Murphy now what does that do for Malik Murphy's confidence it could set him back a little bit but hey you have a healthy Quinn Ewers that's ready to take the field again and you're still electing to go out there with Malik Murphy I think that shows a little bit of faith in Malik Murphy as well if you're Sarkeesian and you elect to do that plan and also you don't get the um you don't get the drop off and saying hey you know sorry Malik we're not going with you you know this week we're we are we are electing to go with QB1 again man again you you this way I feel like you give a little bit of a little, a little bit of of confidence, or at least a little bit more confidence in Malik Murphy to allow him to go out there and roll out for one more week. That's all. You're, you're, you're and, killing. And I'm you. very, again, I'm approaching this thing very conservative no. because I'm thinking no. about the future in line. Like, why wreck something for this week when you have a potential championship coming up in two, in three weeks? That's right. I mean, you're killing two birds with one stone. You're 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 showing Malik Murphy that you have the confidence in him to to take you on the road against a team that has had your number for for some time uh, since joining the Big Twelve, and you're you're going to allow him to lead the team. And at the same time, 
um, then you bring yours in to, if you want to get them reps, you want to get the rhythm, the, the rhythm to me is what's, and that's what I'm going to be curious to see tomorrow is how, how's the rhythm going to be there for yours. But here's the other part. And here's a question that I have when I heard that, that Quinn was coming back. It's like, great. Are, are you more comfortable with the fact that you're going to put him back in the contest are you more comfortable with with him leading the team with the possibility that that shoulder could become a problem or something else we can harp on the shoulder uh but like i said get an ankle rolled up i mean something else happens when when maybe you're bringing him back too soon or are you going to be more comfortable that you get into a big 12 championship game against oklahoma state or whoever the hell it is and you have to roll out malik murphy again for whatever reason which which is the lesser of two evils right there? That That's why I sit him another week. And again, I mean, it's like, Wags, you and I played this game. I mean, you know the crazy shit that can happen. And that's why I think, I mean, if this if this was, if this was uh, Kansas State, yeah, go with yours. But uh, yeah, and man, on there too, I, I, because it's the opposition right. is, is why I'm, I'm saying roll out Murphy, right? Like if, right. if, if it's a top 25 team, and sure. yours is ready to roll out there. Absolutely. Yep. Insert yep. right away. But when you can err on the side of caution and kind of crawl, walk back into this thing, crawl, walk, run back into this thing. Why not do that? Uh, like that's why, why go full all, you know, all gas, no brakes immediately when you can kind of ease your foot on the pedal with this thing, going back into mm-hmm. it. That's, and, and again, I know that's not Sarkeesian style, that's just something that I would like to see. I would like to see a break in tendencies right here for, for Sarkeesian well, and kind of air on the side. Yeah. Of oh, I know. And here's the other thing that I think about with this. I mean, I looked at the weather forecast for Fort Worth tomorrow. It's going to be 54 degrees. I mean, whatever the heck. It's going to be cool. It's going to be cold. I'm telling you, man, if there's any twinge, and again, this is looking big picture, not to discount anything with TCU. I mean, because you never know what can happen right here. But man, if there's a twinge, if there's something that doesn't feel right in Quinn's shoulder, you need to get his ass out of there and put the other dude in. He's capable of doing this because you've got all the other pieces in place, right? Uh, I mean, everything is right there. It's there. You don't have to rely on Malik Murphy. So, and and like, so I'm wondering. I'm wondering what the actual production and progression that Ewers went through over the past two weeks to give Sarkeesian the confidence that he needs to want to roll Quinn Ewers out. Here's Sarkeesian on that. Uh, I think it started really coming out of the Houston game. I I thought his approach to the injury um, was was very professional. He did the work needed uh, from a rehab standpoint. He stayed very engaged uh, with the team and with us offensively. You know, he was wearing the headset uh, in game on the sideline, hearing the play calls, hearing the adjustments. Um, And so that when he really came back to practice this week, when he really practicing, it didn't feel like there was a lot of rust, you know, not only physically, but mentally. And I thought he got stronger as the week went on of, of really throwing the ball. And he went out the last two days and I didn't feel like there was a throw he couldn't make. And he made all the throws in, in a very comfortable fashion. Um, and I thought he managed you know, the, the game plan really well. Hmm. Yeah. And I, I, you know, Rodney to that. And I, I mean, I know we got to hear from our friends here in, in just a couple of minutes, but I mean, to that point, like, aren't you, if you're the quarterback and you go down, like, aren't you supposed to have your headset on? Aren't you supposed to be paying attention? Aren't you supposed to be trying to offer a little bit of, uh, you know, 
your opinion to Malik Murphy or trying to get him, you know, called up to speed with the rest of the offense coordinators. I, I don't know. I just, it sounds like that's what, that's what Quinn was supposed to do. So, sure. I, and I appreciate Sarkeesian backing him up like that, but again, and this is me, this is me coming from an angle from a, from a different approach of um, conservative, right? Like just, Stay conservative with your quarterback right now and roll out Malik Murphy. That's all I want to do. That's all I want to see for this week. Oh, and and you know, the thing that I go back to is you know, I, I heard when Sark was talking about right there in the first cut where he's talking about after discussions with the medical team, his family right. and Quinn, it's like okay, Quinn is saying, I want to play. And that's who, who's not gonna say I want to play. What out what out right. what number one quarterback's not gonna be like, roll me out there, coach. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It is a different day and age this year. Bucky talks about it all the time. Bucky never had a kid asked to come out. You know what yeah. I mean? And a lot of times these days, you start seeing people, hey, man, oh, yeah. I'm yeah. tired, man. Yeah, give me out. That, that shit didn't happen back in the day. Man. No, no, it never did. I mean, you, you had to, you had, you were kicking and screaming getting, getting out right. of there. PT playing time, baby. I want playing time, man. Yeah. So, so I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, the whole thing is, I mean, I would be more conservative, but um, that's why you and I are on chaos theory. And uh, that's why Spark is doing what he's doing. Um, but I can tell you what, what you will never have a question about is where you're going to get the best deal on a brand new or pre-owned vehicle. It's our friend at Cover, our friends at Covert BK. That is exactly the place to go. Three state-of-the-art dealerships out there in the beautiful Bee Cave uh, Hill Country. Take the ride out 71. I mean, seven different brands that you're going to find right there. I mean, everything out there in Bee Cave, they, they've got all the different brands. And by golly, if you can't find the brand that you want out there, you can head to Hutto, hop them, hop them hippos. You can head uh, head out there and get the Chevrolets and the and the Fords. Um, and of course, uh, the Fords and the Lincolns are over in Austin. Uh, those seven brands, Buicks, GMCs, Cadillacs, Chrysler's, Dodge, Jeep, and Rams, they are going to take care of everything you need right there. Weekly specials available at covertbcave.com. Hit them up right there. You don't have to wait for a holiday. Obviously, there's probably going to be some Veterans Day specials, which is great because they do that as well. But you don't have to wait for that significant event. It's weekly stuff that our man Dan Covert and the great folks out there are going to hook you up with. And oh, by the way, if you don't want to spend the day at the dealership getting the oil changed or getting uh, all that preventative maintenance, you know, 36,000 mile maintenance, uh, 72,000 mile maintenance, you know, it takes forever at some dealerships, not at Covert BK because they're 86 service base in and out the door, boom, and the most uh, and the coolest uh, dealership to hang out while you're getting that done. Don't forget, covertbcave.com. Check out those latest specials, everything right there. Since 1909, it's the Covert family doing it right, serving Central Texans, hundreds, probably millions of Central Texans. Nobody beats a Covert deal, not now, and sure as hell, not ever. Covertbcave.com. And look, you guys know about audiovisual consultations. We do have the Longhorn, the Longhorns going up to Cowtown, of course, taking on TCU, but also there's other games as well, man. We got Florida. And LSU, some old school SEC action that you got to get in. You got to do that with adconsultations.com. That way you can watch both games at the same time. 512-255-8678. That's adconsultations.com. Go to the gallery of website. Go to the gallery of projects that they've got on their website over the past 35 years that they have been setting the standard in audiovisual automation in the Austin Central Texas area. No jobs too big, no jobs too small. If you want what I got behind me right now with the flat screen televisions and the arcade system or the dream theater downstairs, you got to call Tom McKay, 512-8678. That's 512-255-8678, avconsultations.com. All right, Rodney, we talked a little bit about it. Um, 
we'll get more into the college slate here, but I just wanted to hear a couple more sounds from Sarkeesian yep. on uh, on the TCU opposition. Um, we know that usually they like to come out and ground, you know, a lot of ground pound and running the running the ball as hard as they can, but it's going to be an uphill battle going up against this tough Longhorn rush defense. So they're going to have to try and get away with the uh, with the aerial attack, right? Here is Sarkeesian on Josh Hoover in his quarterback play. You know what stands out to me is a very talented young man. Um, you know he's got he's got real arm talent. Um, he's a, he's a very good athlete. You can feel his competitiveness when he plays the game, you know, and, and it's easy to, you know, I got a chance to watch their game Thursday night. You could feel his competitiveness on TV. Um, but even when you watch the coach's copy of the tape, he's a highly competitive young man um, that, that is really trying to give his all. Uh, and that's, you know, I'm sure that that makes Sonny proud. You know, we've got a quarterback that plays that way. Uh, usually that instills and, and bleeds into the rest of the team. So he's very competitive. Hoover's very competitive. Shocker. How about that? That must be how he's playing college football. <laughs> he's competitive. Yeah. That's, I mean, of course, that's always a good thing, right? Speak here, right? This he clearly hasn't seen too much game film on Hoover, and he's being kind. Uh, going off yeah. of some stats here. Um, when when I saw him play, he looked really competitive to me, too, coach. Uh, I think he's gonna give you as much as he can on Saturday to allow TCU to win the game. I just don't think it's going to be able to happen. He, you can talk about how nice of a ball and how pretty he can spin it, but it's still going. I mean, the only way that I think that TCU has any type of success is through the air, and I don't think Hoover's going to be able to do this against this caliber of a defense that the Longhorns have. Yeah, man. You know, it, it does come down to, and like I was talking about there, you know, with, with Catalan and Crawford being available, I mean, that I think that's something that's going to beef up that secondary, which has been the most susceptible, you know, to, to whatever's been going on, you know, on the defensive side. We've talked about the front. We've talked about the edge. I mean, all of that is is just exceptional for Texas. That has been the one place it's kind of lacked a little bit, but I you know, I mean, I don't even think that with these guys coming back or their availability, I don't think this is something where you should lack here. Um, so, yeah, you know what Sark's talking about right there? I went back and I watched, and yes, the, the kid's a competitor. They're, they're all competitors, you know. But um, here's what I want to see. Bailey, Bailey's going to give us the – I feel like Bailey is going to give us the most trouble on Saturday, right? But if you can – if you can – Corral him up and have decent gap responsibility with your front four and allow your allow your other seven to get back in coverage and take away passing lanes for Hoover. I don't see too much of a challenge for the Longhorn defense. I think that they should be able to dominate this game and set the tone. I agree, man. And this is where that, that's why I'm wearing this cap today. Tomorrow, I want all gas, no brakes. And, you know, if you, I mean, if you are ahead by 30, keep your foot on the gas. I mean, maybe lit off a little bit. But here's what I want to see tomorrow, Wags. Man, if, if you're ahead by 30, does Malik go back into the game? Yes, you do. And you lean on the running backs. You lean on the running backs. And it doesn't have to be Jonathan Brooks. Because, man, you got you got them all sitting there, man. It's like a NASCAR team. You got them all sitting right there. It's like, man, you roll out. You roll out the next one, dude. Here's what I want to see tomorrow. Here's what I want to see tomorrow. And and I think that this is the best opportunity to do it because this TCU defense is a little more susceptible to this. Yes, TCU is good against the pass. But here's what I want to see tomorrow. Get in the red zone and establish some red zone dominance yeah. yeah i want to see i want to see drives finished i want to see we'll get in the score predictions here in just a second but i want to see a dominant 
Yes. Championship caliber defense like we saw against I mean, hell, again, they, they look fantastic against Alabama. They made Milrow into a one-dimensional quarterback, and I would love to see a little bit of replicated defense on Saturday. Here's Sarkeesian on how the TCU offense rolls. I, I think the one thing that, that TCU does um, with Kendall and have known Kendall for, for quite some time, A, their tempo can cause you issues. You know, If you don't get lined up, they can hurt you. Um, it, regardless We've of who the receiver with, uh, is, if you Seaton don't guard these people, the ball snap, you know, it's, you get completions. I think the second part is they utilize everybody on the field, whether it's the three receivers, they've got two really good tight ends that they get the ball to, and they've got a very good runner. You know, that the Bailey kid is a really good player. And so when you're getting deployed and, and you're trying to guard all the receivers, the runner can hurt you as well. He's got over 900 yards on the year at this point too. So they're, they're a very balanced attack that way. I know we look at the passing numbers and some of those come, like I said, in games where maybe they've fallen behind and they had to throw it more, more than they probably would have liked. Uh, but they can, they can run the ball and they can run it very effectively. And so, uh, hopefully, you know, we can we can try to make him a little bit, you know, one dimensional. Uh, and as we said, try to try to affect the quarterback a little bit and create some turnovers. And, yeah, and I agree. I don't think that time. long. OK, y'all. Thank you. Thanks, Bye, coach. See you later, coach. You, coach. Have Thanks, a good coach. trip. Yeah, I, I agree with him. And I, I um, you know, I, I don't think that the Longhorns should trouble or should struggle that much on Saturday, man. Um, Maybe a couple of. uh couple of busted plays here and there, but I think yeah. they should be able to corral this offense of uh, the offensive rushing attack of TCU pretty good and, and contain Bailey decent. And uh, I don't think Hoover's going to have that much success throwing the ball either, man. I'm looking at a 34 to 16 matchup here and the Longhorns coming away with the victory. 34 yeah. to 16 is my prediction. These guys, and like what Steve's talking about right there, or Coach Sark, um, they average about 297, you know, passing yards um, on the year. But like he said, a lot of it is in those situations to where you're, you know, the Dallas Cowboys trying to catch up. And they also haven't gone up against the defensive front like this either, Rodney. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I mean, the heat's going to be on. I mean, these guys, I mean, almost 30 points a game. I mean – Honestly, Wags, I have this at 38 to 21. And I think a lot of it is Okay. All right. 38 21. All right. That's about the I, same. That's about the same window that we're looking at, man. I'm I'm feeling 34 yeah. 16. I don't I don't think that the offense for TCU will have that much success. I see more field goals than I do uh finished drives for TCU. Yeah. Yeah. And I really think that the key is going to be to be able to and and this is what's going to be so interesting to watch tomorrow night is, is to see how how, how Quinn, you know, runs the offense when, when the game starts, because there is going to be some rust right there and people need to be prepared for that. But I mean, it, I mean, the, uh, their opponents are scoring 24. So, I mean, if you get out here, you hang 30 on these guys and you're going to win the ball game. There is no doubt about that. Um, you are going to have to contain the passing game because at some point it, it's going to be, you know, to where that's going to be what they go back to. Because I, I mean, look, I don't give a damn what we see with the with the average rushing attempts and rushing yards for TCU man this this front and the edge they're going to lock that down right. they're going to lock, they're going to make TCU beat them through the yeah, air they haven't, seen, they haven't seen a front like this they haven't no, seen another, nothing like this they nothing seen like, defense this. like this uh Daryl brings up a, a interesting statement here is this about viewers pushing to start to put more film for NFL scouts that's a good question um I'd like to think that yours isn't 
that selfish to do that. And I'd like to think that Sarkeesian would not put the team in jeopardy for one's future um, as well. Uh, however, that is a very it's a great point. Sensible point. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I really and, hope that's not the case, but I I can in this day and age, I I could see I could see that possibly happening. I, I can see that. Uh, and, which absolutely sucks. And and the thing about it is, I mean, you go back to it uh, against against a team that could possibly enhance your game film. That's great. But uh right. you know, the, the whole thing is for me, I, I mean, if I'm Quinn Ewers, I I've got that Alabama thing. I'm like, Alabama, yeah, repeat. You've already repeat, shown you have got game film. <laughs> yeah, that there, there's your fucking game film right there if you want to have game film. But I, I don't know, man. I, I'm still I guess the 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 further the closer that we get to this contest tomorrow afternoon six thirty uh, there in Fort Worth, I'm getting I'm getting a little more comfortable with it, man. But I'm just I mean, there's so much of of me that is like man, one one misstep right here, and that could cost um, that could cost the team something huge, sure, and, and something and some and, and and I mean the team. Obviously, do you have a legitimate scare of that? Like, do you really believe that? Wow! So you think that this you think that this of all games is the trap game that's going to get the Longhorns? Well, and maybe in two ways. Two ways. I, I don't have. I don't have. I don't have any doubt in my mind that the Longhorns are going to win on Saturday. I think well, it's going to be a dominant, a dominant victory, Rodney. And and here's and here's where I what the trap part that I'm talking about. Man, if something happens to Quinn, um moving forward and again and again i don't want to say you're stuck with malik but malik then it's malik's team again and we've seen the flashes right there but man it's just uh, and that's exactly exactly what it is i mean jake jake makes the call right here i mean it's just it's just so many years of utsd i mean we may get through this thing and we're totally fine i mean dude i just want this fucking game to be done <laughs> let's <laughs> Let's let's go play Iowa State. Man. I can't believe we have coined the phrase UTSD. Right? I can't believe dude, we have coined that phrase. Dude, uh, yeah. So here? a decade <laughs> of mediocre football can make you go into UTSD. That's for sure. Uh, Rodney, yeah, I, I, you and you got a good dose of it. You got a good case of it right now. We have to exercise the demons. I think Saturday is going to be fine. I, I, I think I'm gonna. I think you're getting you're putting too much doomsday on Saturday here. I think Saturday is going to be fine. Of course, here's. Here's here's what I'm gonna do when when we get done or probably tomorrow morning I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna go uh, we Hispanic people we call it a velita I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna get me a candle <laughs> I'm gonna put it and I'm gonna put it over there while the game's going on and be like yeah just just sit there let, let just it go pray. Just, pray. just pray just pray let's get through this game let Quinn do what he's gonna do and Isn't there's a book out there called praying through it or something like that like praying through it I don't. <laughs> You, you, can get all, you can get all kinds of self-help and self-readers. Let's get down the slate here, my guy. We talked a little bit a lot about Longhorns football. Again, for all you guys out there, uh, 30 our score predictions, 34 to 16 is what I'm calling, and double R is calling 38-20. Is that where you're at? 38-21. 38-21. 38-21. Yeah. 34-16 for WAGs. 38-21 for double R here. All right. Any more sexy matchups that you like on Saturday? Of course, the noon game. Uh, big noon Saturday gets started with a hellacious bout right here. Michigan versus Penn State. Of course, we're still waiting the yeah. decision from yeah. the Big 12, or excuse me, the Big 10 here on the decision process 
or ruling rather on Jim Harbaugh. We touched a little bit about that in the beginning of Chaos Theory. Uh, we'll talk just a little bit more about this. For me, if they do this right before, right uh, like make your decision now, damn it, and let the you know let the team know that they're not going to be without their head coach going into Penn State. Clearly, that's the that's the trend that this is going to. I mm-hmm. just think it's, you know, I, I think you're kind of it's it's cowardly almost if you do that to to Michigan right before the game goes down. You see this right to avoid you know fallout or whatnot. I saw this in in prep level sports. You see this in mm-hmm. college level sport, like collegiate level sports, and it's no surprise that they're probably going to be doing that. I would think that the Big Ten would be a little bit more professional about it but it you know when you're breaking this whole thing down none of this was professional in the first place if you're stealing signs however i just think it's it's just an awful look if you're firing your coach or not firing if you're suspending the head coach the same day of the game that's i i I would have hoped that if it me that you have an agenda to kind of shake up that locker room right 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 and and i would have hoped that if anything was going to come down you know from tony petiti that would it would have happened by now um i don't think that michigan is going to do anything internally at this point they did that at the beginning of the season that was self-imposed with those junior varsity games that that jim harbaugh missed but i mean I, i would hope that if something was going to happen it would have happened by now um, honestly, in my opinion, if they come in, um, if they're doing something here within the next hour, hour and a half, and they say, Harbaugh, you can't, you can't go on that road trip. That's chicken shit. In my opinion, I if, mean, but still, even if it's Friday, like Friday, Friday before noon or Friday before four o'clock before close the business yeah, Friday, yeah. that's all right. But anything after that, now you're just dumping. Now you're just doing a Friday yeah. dump to where you don't have to deal with the PR, uh, backlash. Exactly. And, exactly. And, and bullshit, man. So. And that's and that's why I think a lot of people are saying in a perfect world. I mean, I've seen a lot of fans that doesn't exist. That. that doesn't exist. No, no, absolutely not. And I think a lot of folks in a perfect world to really make this come full circle. What happens tomorrow is nothing happens today. Uh, the distraction, everything that's happening right here with with the Michigan scandal and so forth. They go, they play Penn State, and they lose. And then it's like, okay, well, you know, that solves the problem because oh, now- yeah, we got him. Ha ha ha, we got him, yeah. didn't we? And of course, that- a loss this late in the season for Michigan could be tumultuous. They could yeah. be out of the playoff. And that's the jacked up thing with this to me, Wags. Well, actually, they- I don't think so. If they lose, if they lose this week and then right the ship and beat Ohio State in two weeks, right. I think that they would find it themselves washes. into the playoff. Right. Yeah, yeah. But that's really what's going to be the thing here moving forward. Is number one, what's Tony Petiti going to do, man? To to be that dude, talk about sleepless nights. Holy shit! But I mean, I mean, what happens from here moving forward? I mean, a Michigan, if nothing goes down, Michigan runs the table and they win a national championship. They're, they're the best team in college. They're, they are the best team in college football. They really are, man. They, they really are. I mean, I don't care. No, I don't the, care. The opposite, Ohio State's had a stronger strength of schedule so far, of course. Mm-hmm. Their margins of victory hasn't been as as greater or as, as, larger, uh, as large as Michigan, but still. Yeah. The product that you're seeing on Saturday from Michigan, I mean JJ McCarthy. JJ McCarthy's fantastic. I mean, I mean, seriously, it is. And this is where, I mean, so much of this dude, you know, number two versus number nine, and that that is man, it's going to be the eyes of college football on this thing. It's, and it's, it's, it's excellent quarterback play too. I mean, no you got Alar on on for Penn State, you got McCarthy for for Michigan here, and like, I don't know how you can take Harbaugh out of this game 
on the day of like that to me no. that like, it's what you said no. that's just so cowardly it's chicken shit man i want to see all pistons firing on but for both of these squads right both of these institutions to play solid football man i don't want to i don't want the fans to be robbed of the caliber of gridiron that we could potentially see on saturday and not to mention that's i mean a, that's I, a selfish take that's a completely selfish take. and i totally i totally agree with you dude because and here's the other thing i want harbaugh on the sideline when they play ohio state right <laughs> I mean, because right it, it, that, that's a football right. they, they hasn't beaten harbaugh yet that's the thing that's that's really the whole thing and that's why i say that in a perfect world for for all the you know helicopter people and all the uh people that are even more uh you know need to burn candles more than me it's like Michigan goes and loses tomorrow. Okay. That, you know, I don't know, man, but I, I just think that if something were to, if something was going to happen to Jim Harbaugh, to the Michigan program, it needed to have happened by now. I think if I something agree. comes down, it, if something comes down here in 10 minutes or whenever it is, cause that's noon Eastern time. If that's a time when that happens, man, that, that seriously is chicken shit. And that if they do that, it's calculated, clearly it is. calculated. It is. And it, it, it's, it is. It's someone's it's by someone else's agenda. And, and honestly, opinion. that is my and, opinion. Me too, honestly. And honestly, Wags, what that does when we're sitting here talking about, oh, poor Tony Petiti or whatever. Dude, if you do that, you you have really questioned your integrity, your legacy. I, right, I know I he's, got, he's got a good legacy, right? He's got he's on the he's on the nice guy side of he's things. a popular commission big ten right now. Yeah, of course. Every in, in first year, it's his inaugural year in um in the Big Ten as the commissioner or whatever. Everybody likes it. He seems to be liked right now, right? He's mm -hmm. going to piss some people off if he doesn't make sure. a decision against uh, against Michigan here. And he's probably thinking, you know what, I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll take the the lesser loss here and make Jim Harbaugh pissed off at me. Well, if you make Jim Harbaugh pissed off, we talked about this yesterday, Harbaugh's probably going to go off to the NFL, right? There's nothing yep. left for him to do, especially if he, if he captures a national championship this year. There's really not much more left for Jim Harbaugh. He's been trying to get to the NFL after he was, you know, oddly pushed out from San Francisco. You could say that he had that team going and uh, trending to a championship caliber team. And then finally, you know, uh, San Francisco wasn't able to, to find anything decent since uh, since Harbaugh, since they were able to to put in um, uh, Shano. So once they mm -hmm. found Shano, then they were finally able to stop the bleeding there. Anyways, man, um, then, you know, most of the national media here or national pundits are liking Penn State kind of it's a 50-50 ball game here which or it's 50 to 49 here but who'd have thought that you know going into Happy Valley sure they could have you know the Nittany Lions could have a little bit of an advantage but without yeah. Jim Harbaugh man it you got to think that the Nittany Lions could actually be able to be poised to take this thing man without their head coach I think so and the other part of it Lionel is four right now Lionel, right now I'm seeing four um yeah. favoring Michigan like well michigan and michigan's giving penn state four so well in it, happy valley it, so, here ronnie so we'll see man well here, here's the other part of it i mean let's say i mean with michigan i mean how much of this is to where michigan's like watch this shit and right. I, I mean a lot right. of that is motivation there oh as yeah well. oh yeah but, motherfuckers watch this right right yeah yeah watch this you bitch and then here's the whole thing but but when it comes down to when it comes down to the other side how much of a distraction is this going to be um, you know, I don't know. We need to figure I out. I, I, mean, I think it's more of a galvanizing situation dude, than it is a distraction, me, right? Like, I think for me, I that's think like you, poking the bear, right? I, yeah, I think if you're Harbaugh, you try and paint the narrative as it's 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 us versus everyone. They're all coming after us, guys. Look, they, they know damn well that 
they need anything that they can get on us to take us down because we're just that much superior than everybody else out there. Don't let them do it to us, men. You know how Harbaugh is, right? Who's got it better than us? Nobody, right? That's uh, that's the epitome of Jim Harbaugh. He's going to rally and galvanize the, the the troops together so that he feels like it's me against the world. Michigan wins that game tomorrow, and they do it in dominating fashion. You're getting the Tom Herman double bird right here, man. And, and I and I mean and I mean driving that double bird in, man. It's like watch it. <laughs> uh, here's one I want to ask you about. So so we've got another distraction with Ole Miss. Um, yeah. Lane Kiffin, all yeah. of that. Mess. How about this? How about this? You can't leave in in oh, maybe the game has changed so much since I've been gone. I'm all we we are champions of mental health. Absolutely. We are advocates advocates of mental health. And by no by no way whatsoever do I feel like the game is more important than your mental health. But you have to remember the commitment that you're giving, not just to not just to your coach, but to your teammates, man. Like your teammates are are really, you know, relying on you to be there. They're, your teammates are relying to the people to the left and to the right of them all the time, right? And if you're gonna sit there and just take a hiatus for what and again, yeah. I don't know. I don't know the depth of of what's going on. Everything's subjective, right? In terms of of individuals. But to me, if you're if you're just walking away from the, uh, I'm going on a mental health break for a week or for yeah. or for uh you know for two weeks, however prolonged you know that that duration of time is, it's it, it's it's a bad. It's one if you if you're doing that for a week you probably need more than just a week all right you should probably remove yourself for a little bit more than just a week all right yeah. and oh by the way yeah you can be suspended or you can have your your scholarship revoked from that right because you're breaking mm -hmm. your contract it sucks it's a shitty situation but ultimately you got to stop being, you you can't be selfish you got to be you got to be selfless because it's a team game and and wags if i'm having a bad day and I can't get on the air here at 10 o'clock central with you. I'm going to give you a heads up and be like, Hey man, right. Just not good. Right. Today. Not I'm going to I'm, I'm call our boss and tell him, Hey man, I, I just, uh, something's up today. I need a couple of days. This dude is like two weeks. And he, here's the other shitty part about this. And he didn't even say he was Lee. He just left. You know, just like, left. that's the thing. Like, and, and maybe that could, that could show signs that you do have some mental issues going down. But if that's the case, then go see proper help. Go see professional yes. help. Don't try yes. and rush yourself and, and come back and say, oh, you're better now. Because that's a bad look. That To me, that kind of looks like you just want to go have a, a nice little vacation and then that's come it. back. It's fucked so up. I mean, there's, there's, so you got to go figure it out. Life is not going to allow you to just take a break. All right. You just can't take a break and come back and say, oh, hey, we're back. That's not how the yeah. shit works, man. It just doesn't. Yeah. And of course, and we are champions of mental health. We do say oh, that a lot, man. Absolutely. But you have to know when you have to know when is a decent time to uh, to complain about situations like this. And to me, this kind of looks a little bit a little bit selfish. And it it feels it, it feels like uh, you weren't being a team player. Now, of yeah. course, there's a lot of underlying situations that I probably don't know. But just from my from my shallow surface opinion on this, that's what I see. And and here's, and, and this is the most frustrating part. And again, this is more, I guess, society than anything else, not to beat up on society for a little bit, but for DeSanto Rollins to go in there. I'm with you, Jake. It's, it's, it's 100% Jake. 
It is. But but to go in there, and and I'm assuming it's him that's recording it. I may be speaking out of whatever right there. It would have had to been him. But come on, man. But here's the bottom line. And exactly what Lane Kiffin is saying right there. Everything, whatever you may think about Lane Kiffin, whatever the case may be, everything that he's done, he's been through the ringer himself, and he's done stupid shit as well. But the fact is that you, you just, you, Wags, you say it better than anyone. One team, one fight. And what happened, right? This is a dude that said, I mean, he, he was like this to his people, if you ask me. He gave his team the bird and just quit going to work you can't well, you also, yeah you gotta, go you gotta to give work. somebody the you gotta give somebody the courtesy that you're leaving right you know what Absolutely. i mean at least that hey there's some other sexy matchups going down here how about old men we're just talking about you know old, old lane here how about uh old miss and um and uh georgia here what do you like here you think that old miss has a chance to actually upset georgia old miss played alabama pretty tough mm-hmm yeah, uh, what's the line on this? I, I mean, I think Georgia, you know, Georgia's winning ugly. and, and 11, is, Rodney, it's, it's 11. It's, it's 11. 11. Georgia, Georgia's favored 11 points here. Um, I, I, I don't uh, I don't think Georgia uh, – Georgia's going to win the game, but I see this more like a – like, You don't think they cover 11 points? I don't think they're going to cover this. I don't think they're All right, how about you taking Ole Miss here, huh? I'm taking Ole Miss here. Yeah, Ole Miss. A lot of points Georgia's are supposed to be cover. scored 58-and-a-half. 58-and-a-half uh, is the over-under. For the totality mm-hmm. of points here, what are you taking? Going over? Uh, going over? Yeah, I'm going over. I'm going over. Going over. Does going Oklahoma over. right the ship? Do they get uh, <laughs> things back to their winning ways going up against Virginia? Or, excuse me, West Virginia. West Virginia in Oklahoma there in Norman. Um, you know what? I think this is a this is a good uh, get better game for Oklahoma. Uh, I heard Lee talking earlier um, what he's thinking right there. I think Oklahoma covers. They get back on track right here. Uh, I mean – I don't think it's a situation to where Oklahoma has nothing else to play for. I mean, at this point, I mean, I mean, you got to go get as good as you can get right now. I mean, second place is still uh, in limbo right here in the Big Twelve. So yeah, well, and then you know, one law you, you could also think that you know Texas could could drop off a little bit here, and then they could drop yeah. back down to you know, to having two losses as well, and then you're back in contention for playing for the Big Twelve championship. Yeah, so this Big Twelve um, is so fluid right now. I mean, if Oklahoma State loses a ball game, I mean, it's uh, like, people uh, say it's a two team uh, league. I say it's a one team league. I look at it, the Longhorn League. Um, That's how I see it. Longhorn League on our on our farewell tour. That's how I see it. All right, eighteen number eighteen Utah going into Washington here in the Huskin, Husky Stadium. The line right now is that the Huskies are favored by nine. What do you like it? Oh man, I got to tell you, I think, uh, man, I got to go with Utah right here, man. I think what? Utah's gonna, I think what? Utah's Utah's gonna cover, dude. All right, Utah's, Utah's gonna, gonna cover. cover. I got you. Utah covers. Yeah. Washington wins the game. I, I feel you. All right, in the last game of the slate that we're gonna talk about today, Tennessee thirteen going into Mizzou, fourteen Missouri. What you like here? Uh man, going to Tennessee all the way right here. Tennessee going Line all the way two, right. They go in to steal it against Missouri. All right, that's going to do it. For, let's bring on the girls. It's time to fire that cannon. Let's bring the ladies in right okay, here, man. Are the ladies ready? Let's bring them I on think, here. I think the I girls. See I see them back there backstage. Girls, are you ready? I think they're laughing at us. They're like, we got to follow these two jack wagons. <laughs> it's 11 a.m. All right. Anyways, we want to thank you guys for tuning in to Chaos Theory, man. We get you prepped and ready for Fire the Cannon. Rocky and Megan are about to jump on here in just a couple of minutes here uh, to get you guys capped off for your midday show or get you guys prepped for the midday show. 
of course. Um, also want to hear your all's uh, predictions. Make sure you guys are tweeting us at the show, Texas Sports Unfiltered on Twitter. Make sure you guys are subscribing, smashing that subscribe button there, and telling five friends like we always do. Ladies. Hello, ladies. Girls, are you there? Hey, how's it going? Are we, are we firing the cannon? Yes, we are. Firing the cannon. With number three. I can't wait to hear you all break this down. But, of course, you know, we got the news. Yours is going to roll out. We talked a little bit about how we would have loved to see Malik Murphy get the start first and then kind of roll Quinn Ewers on if something needs to happen like that. But still, can't wait to hear you all's take on it. Um, get ready for Rocky and Megan, guys. It's fire the cannon. All right. Have a great day, guys. Good show, ladies.